Hey everybody, better late than never. Good evening uh, from whenever, wherever you may be watching, listening. This is The Yard Sign, the most important and relevant podcast in politics, the most diverse conservative podcast in politics. Uh, your host is always Johnny Torres. Go Lightning as, uh, you know, th- these are the kind of sacrifices we make for, for you guys. You know, we could be at some sports bar having chicken wings and beer uh, or soda in my case and, uh, and, and you know, and watching uh, the Tim bay lightning take out my former team the florida panthers in the second round of the playoffs but no we're here to illuminate you with uh, this week's news and current events uh (laughs) but we do it because we love it and uh thank you so much for everybody who is watching listening to the show don't forget you can uh subscribe to the audio version of our show if you do miss the video version on facebook and youtube Uh, you can do that on any of the social media podcast platforms all the podcast popular podcast platforms at the tech overlords at google apple spotify audible amazon iHeartRadio, audible uh odyssey uh, Samsung podcast platforms. Uh, and then again, if you'd like the video version to see our beautiful faces, you can do that on Facebook and YouTube. Uh, we've got some familiar faces on the show tonight. Uh, so we'll, uh, start with, uh, we're doing the rundown of tonight's topics. Uh, Ron DeSantis, big winner once again, as, uh, he wins the map fight with the uh, Supreme Court of Florida. Uh, We'll talk about uh, why that is and uh, how uh, that affects the upcoming midterm elections as we are quite literally now like counting weeks uh, to the primaries here in Florida. Uh, And uh, speaking of primaries, primaries around the country have begun and we've already got some winners and losers. Um, And so we'll take a look at who exactly those are and how some of these endorsements played out uh across the uh, the country and uh and which one are the ones to watch for as we continue to see uh primaries especially in uh some of these kind of reddish bluish states uh, that have seen a lot of uh transition over the past uh, number of uh of cycles uh gas to the moon uh, doesn't really, uh, you know, get more complicated than that. Gas prices continue to rise. Uh, the Biden administration continues to have a lack of solutions. And so we'll uh, pick that apart as far as the ramifications of that uh, for everyone involved. And that's uh, you and I. And then formula for disaster. Again, families across the country struggling to find baby formula. I'll tell you, my daughter was one who uh, was on baby formula. And uh, uh, really, I mean, this is uh, a a huge, huge issue that the media is trying to ignore uh, to favor the Biden administration. Um, and uh, of course, the Biden administration now is trying to pull out all the stops, even though they had months of, uh, of advanced notice, you know, that this was coming. So we'll talk about uh, why this formula for disaster continues and how it's going to affect the Biden administration going forward. That being said, now let's uh, go ahead and introduce uh, the gentleman who will be joining us on tonight's discourse over on the far right, the far right, an evil David Cabrera. <laughs> One day that's going to get me in trouble. I know. Or, or is a blessing. They'll be like, yeah, right. He's a rhino. He's a rhino. He's a rhino. A communist. A rhino. Are we done? <laughs> like that. that was fun <laughs> right now right now Come here, yeah. <laughs> really we're oh just we're, we're recreating uh the actual events the actual events actual events that we've HRBC. experienced literally us standing next uh, to each other yeah and us getting and me getting yelled he's at. a mole he's a democrat mole i've never even dated a democrat 
well, I, I, I was called a Democrat mole, remember? Oh, my God, that's uh, right. When we were in the Young Republicans. Many, many moons ago. Yeah, <laughs> trying to run for state leadership. And, and you uh, got it. You got vice, vice I did, chair. despite the fact that they called me a Democrat mole. He's a right now. He's a Democrat. Right now. He's trying to steal all of our juicy ideas. There weren't any. No. There was none to be had. You came up with really good ideas, though. Yeah. Did okay. You did it. <laughs> All right, you two looking dazed and confused. Each other. <laughs> I mean, I no, can, I okay. can move over. Oh, no, this right, is you're close here. enough. Oh, I completely forgot. No, we don't sit close to each other at all. No. It's, it's a purpose. There's a restraining order. Yes, exactly. So Which joining us here as uh, uh, that's the the top one there. Okay, yeah. Um, isn't it nice when we have multiple cameras? I mean, you know, and got a nice I don't studio know what to, do to come it. to every week. I'm very. This is too much. This is too much. I know. We're 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 blessed and highly favored. Highly. Highly favorite. <laughs> I could have watched a hockey game. <laughs> We're literally about to put it uh, on in the background. Uh, Speaking hey. of hockey pucks, <laughs> no, I'm joking. We have I've a been good called friend. worse. Hey, you know, and in this town, that's a compliment. It is a compliment. Absolutely taking this one. Yeah. So, uh, is our good friend Scott Levinson joining us here in the center seat? Uh, Scott running for Hillsborough County Commission District One. Uh, make sure you uh, check out his website while we have him here on the show uh, or after the show at votescottlevinson.com uh, oh votelevinson.com and there's a is it, or is it votescottlevinson.com no it's votelevinson without the C yeah I know we'll get that fixed yeah. so there, yeah. there we there go, you yeah. go. Yeah. All right. so votelevinson.com and uh, donate and donate often um, and, so, and uh, even more Let's let's jump into because honestly, it's it's actually been kind of cool to have you come not only at the beginning of your campaign, but you've you know now been here periodically throughout your campaign. Um, we're coming in towards the end of the primary, but you don't have a primary opponent, thank goodness. Yeah, um, yeah, I know. I mean, we still got to knock on wood for that. Um, you know, and 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 I don't know if I ever mentioned this to you, but the original idea, the original concept of this program was actually to pull the curtain back on the electoral process, on the <laughs> on on what candidates, campaign consultants, uh, fundraisers, what they all early. go through and how the whole process works. Because honestly, people have no clue, you know. And so, for example, I know before the show, we were talking about the challenges of fundraising, you know, and 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 so while people are frustrated because we have a very liberal county commission now um and we won't get into why that is but uh because we've done that plenty um but we have a liberal city council uh we have a liberal school board all of which are looking to increase our taxes increase our fees increase our cost of living when right now we're also going through some of the highest inflation in history um and so how's the message being received i know you you're adopting the no new taxes platform um and then how is that uh you know what would have been some of the challenges here as we kind of come down the final stretch for the primary well i don't know if i'm adopting the no new taxes i i've been pretty much firmly there for a long time right. i wish some of our other candidates and some of our other sitting republicans in office would do the same mm -hmm. um i think we need to say it loud and proud um we've got to stop sitting in the shadows and hoping 
that it doesn't happen. Yeah, because I think the assumption is by the average voter is, is that, you know, there's all these wealthy people that give tons of money to candidates and all these organizations that just throw money at campaigns. And I mean, that couldn't be farther from the truth. Well, if if they are. I haven't seen them. I haven't seen them. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and, and okay, I'm going to break, I'm speaking of money, I'm going to break a mic here. <laughs> but um, no, no it doesn't. It, it and it's a hard lesson to learn and you learn along the way you know last time running new kid on the block um and we raised twenty twenty five thousand dollars and we came within 1.4 percent and that is as a novice that is knowing that, zero and on day one correct yeah and um you know, woulda, shoulda, coulda. I'm not the type that worries about what happened last time. Right. You know, I spent a lot of years as a football coach. You go back to the locker room, you come up with a new game plan, and you go do it. The thing that has surprised me is still how hard it is to raise money. Even without a primary. Even without a primary with, well, you need to prove you're viable. Yeah. We did that. True. Right. We. I mean, you literally came within. I think it was one percent. Was one point four? Yeah, one point three. One point four. It's amazing. One hundred ninety-eight thousand votes. And I mean, there were some people that were that were trying to push you to to, to you know for for a recount. Oh yeah. You know. I mean, yeah. I'm just. I, and, I, and I just bring that up to give people an idea of how close you really came to winning. Well, and, and we did, and you know, it it is interesting or surprising that it's still the same fight yeah. um i don't know you know you have politicians and then you have people that care about their community that run for office i am not the first i'm the second um and if you look at other candidates money um it, it, there's no doubt politics are pay to play and there's a lot of ulterior motives it, there's tremendous yeah. and i am a very principled type of guy yeah um i will listen to anybody but i don't believe in compromising your core beliefs or your core principles. Because I'm guessing there's people out there already asking for favors, already lining up and saying, okay, well, uh, if and when you get into office, will you do X, Y, Z? Oh, I have had people point blank say to me, if I am going to donate to you, will you do this? Mm -hmm. Right. No. No. Yeah. And, and I, well, that could cost you the election. I would rather lose with integrity and honor. Mm-hmm then when i don't know how to say this any other way than when being a scumbag well truth be told i mean we look at the fact that we have um who's left ken hagan uh on the on the county commission ken is is left uh oh, stacy's term oh, stacy right yeah right. stacy right we have, yeah two two out of five you know two but uh, so but but i think if you ask those republicans like us who are involved in the process you know deeply involved in the process and we 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 kind of keep up to speed with with this stuff more so than most you would say that really there's only one republican in the county commission 
I mean, uh, it's, it's, and, and even some of the ones that have exited, you know, I don't think, I, I think would also fall into that category that they weren't, we couldn't really even consider them Republican anymore well, because it, they were, they were voting uh, most often in favor with, with the Democrats. Well, that were how about let's not even worry. Well, you have to worry, but I don't even look at how they vote. I look at what they do and, and how they do it. And what I have learned is being as inexperienced as I am is people have their deals. Yeah. And whether they call themselves, so I'm not big on Republican rhino as you all were, you know, back and forth. You're sure. a Democrat. You're, but a, you know, cause now you've been to all these meetings, you know, that yeah. that's very much the environment in some of these groups. Oh yeah. 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 It, it definitely is. Um, you have elected officials and, that and i'm not the only candidate like this there's other candidates out there mm -hmm. that are very much stay to their beliefs and their core values but you have even the elected officials sitting in office now others running you have big donors that you know are out there but they are hesitant to donate if they do not believe you will sacrifice your principles to give them what they want. Right. Because and, that's the thing. We, For example, and I'll use this as a very broad example, okay, that generally Republicans are against illegal immigration, correct? I would hope. Okay. So the, the, the problem becomes, and I learned this at Senator Rubio's office, is that you'll sit at the table with some of the most staunch Republicans that are out there, but if they are farmers and they are and and they and their success is beholden to the the just not not even the corruption but just the the overall um just mess that is our immigration system you know they'll that's the one to issue they're going to bend on you know what i mean because again their business is beholden you know to to that one issue well, it's uh and and so they'll they'll sometimes have to you know hire the very people that again in most times they wouldn't they wouldn't vote for that person if they told them that, that they were in favor of of illegal immigration well, and all that just to say yeah. that you know again everybody i think has that one or two issues you know which is again i mean you know i'm i'm a big tent reagan kind of republican um and and i think they're right now there is a mixture of people in the party. There are some that want to keep it nice and, and, and conservative and tight and, you know, and, and want this kind of uh, purity filter. And then you have the big tent Republicans who are, you know, again, saying, okay, we may not agree on issue this issue, but we may agree on the other eight or nine issues out there. And that's why I say you've always got to be willing to talk. You've always got to be willing to listen. But as far as if you look at a lot of the candidates and the donations and the fundraising out there, it, it you can see the candidates that are willing to maybe compromise their values. Yeah. There's a pattern. You can There's definitely a pattern. see the pattern. Follow, you know, we didn't make up this term, follow the money. Yeah. There's yeah. a reason that it is, um, you know, 
I well because when you look at the unfortunate problem that we have here that you've got these county commissioners that have been there uh, you know at least one decade um, closing in on two decades that is a lot of power and a lot of money you know to be on the precipice of and and not be willing to sacrifice your principles you know for the opportunity at that money and that power look at people that are running for office now on the Republican side. Mm -hmm. How many sitting elected, and I'm talking to Hillsborough County, how many sitting elected Republicans right now have come out to back the, forget me, there's other Republican candidates. How many of them have come out and verbally and stood up and said, I support so-and-so? Yeah. They're the party leaders. Right. They are the supposedly the leaders of the Hillsborough County Republican Party or elected officials. That's who should be carrying the baton. Sure. Where are they? Yeah. Where well, I forget well, that's me, where you, and, and that's and I, my point. And and I want to get the show I want to get the show started tonight. Uh, you know, but I I'll close the opening on this. And it is and and the root of what you just answered, the answer to that problem, is the fact that we have a weak Republican Party in Hillsborough County. Um, and again, if you, for those of you who may be watching and 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 haven't kind of caught on, there is county chapters, there is state, the state chapter, and then there's the national chapter of the Republican Party. The county chapter is the one that is supposed to be the one that coalesces the power among the state legislature, among the county commissioners, among all the Republican ele elected Republicans and saying, okay, guys, we all need to get on the same page here and get behind these people that are running to help them win. The problem is, is that that, that, that power, that influence is non-existent because no one respects the Hillsborough County Republican party. Well, it, yes. I mean, that, that is, you hear that all the time. And, but, I think that's just the easy target. I think that's the easy yeah. target. Um, but again, it's also the easy excuse, you know, for them to, you know, not be involved. Not but be. where are our current elected, like I said, where are current elected Republican officials leading the party? Because right. in, the, in the past, you would have those individuals get their feet to the fire by the county party. The county party had very well relationships with the elected state and county large uh, Republicans. I mean, they don't the even come to the monthly meetings they don't come to, I remember when everyone used to come to the monthly meetings yeah. because they had to show face because that was the room that was putting their feet to the fire. They're right now, besides the fact there's no Republicans, uh, very little Republicans in the, in the county-wide seats, there's no one there now to put them a, to make them accountable when mm -hmm. you again we have someone that no longer sits on county commission and she is distinctively talking ill about other republicans and probably pushing for people not to vote for republicans in this coming cycle and she was doing that before she was off county commission right and there was no one to hold her accountable and that's the problem that we have right now with the party in hillsborough county when you have and i don't care if they get involved or not when you have now you're talking about ex-elected officials. But you, you and me both know it was 
even when she was still sitting. Exactly. She was causing problems. And look, if you want. But that, that was my point at the beginning of this, which was right. that they have completely lost touch with the people that put them there. Because, because they've been, they they've wanna, been there for so long. They want to mm. protect their deals. Of course. Look, if, if a commissioner is leaving office, they want to make sure the person that comes in after them protects their deals right whether those deals are right or wrong they want to protect them all yeah mm-hmm. you get somebody like me running for office who has the support of the people that's not where our problem is and that's not where a lot of other candidates problem is yeah it's where the support of those people yeah. it's actually just the opposite when you have ex-republican commissioners wearing Democrat candidate paraphernalia, mm-hmm. you got a problem. Yeah. And no yeah. one's calling them out on it. And because, right. again, I, uh, what did I you just are, do? You are. But and, again. and you know what, folks, it might cost me an election. I don't care. I care. It is I go- Well, I understand that. Elected <laughs> I understand that. Commission. But there comes a time in Hillsborough County where somebody's got to stand up and say enough is enough. And no more games, no more being afraid to call people what they are and call them by name who and what they are. Yeah. There comes a time where it's got to come to an end. And if that means me being the one to do that and because of it, I don't win, then I sacrifice for the bigger picture. But enough's enough. We need to wake up in this county because we can all want everything we want unless you get your officials elected, unless we elect our school board, mm-hmm. unless we get them elected. Mm-hmm. You can forget the school board right. unless we get our, our Congress going to state Congress, going up to Washington, county commissioners. All of our wants and desires are for not. Yeah. You can put out any call for action you want. If you don't have the votes, it doesn't matter. And we're seeing it now. All these people attending meetings, all these people attending events, and they only attend. They only go for happy hour. They're only there because it's popular to post on social media. Mm-hmm. And would you see them on Saturday morning? Yeah. No, I don't see them more. On that note, on all, yeah, because again, yeah. we, we need we can keep we gotta, into our you gotta go on. We can go yeah. on this all and night. You know, I'm gonna say this right now. I look super tan today. <laughs> I don't know why. It's the first time I'm looking at myself. I know. I haven't even uh, hit doors I lately. Uh, excuse me. You're right. And so <laughs> this is a Disney tan, by the way. Oh, there you go. That explains it. Um, but actually, oh yeah, if I raise this, you'll see the farmer too. When I ran for chairman <laughs> of the of the Hillsborough County Republican Party, um, I actually had developed a point system, um, and basically through the point system, you would get points based on your activity aside from the meetings. So you had to do certain things to accumulate certain points, but that also included knocking doors, making phone calls, doing, you know, again, supporting the campaigns, which is actually the function of the organization. Which is so much fun when you have a group. When we ran organizations in the past, the most fun we ever had was organizing those events, having those people go out and walk and having that kind of boots on the ground situation. Again, no complaints about the people, no complaints about the clubs, no, the people in there are fired up, they're ready to go. They need, our elected officials need to help the candidates. Yeah. 
plain and simple. And if they're but not, but again, there's going, nobody there urging them to. Is the, the problem again? There's no there's no catalyst there. But all right, let's uh, let's go ahead and jump into uh, our first topic tonight. Again, Scott Levinson, uh, Hillsborough County candidate, uh, joining us uh, tonight. Vote scottlevinson.com is his website. Again, we want to make sure that we uh, thank the uh, community patriots also for supporting our program. Uh, you can support them and check them out. They are a constitutionally based uh, organization, uh, big supporters of this show. Uh, you can check them out at community-patriots.com, community-patriots.com. If you are someone who maybe isn't comfortable with the Republican label and maybe don't want to join a, let's say, a straight out kind of partisan organization, check out Community Patriots. Uh, They're an amazing organization doing both work politically and in the community to kind of raise all boats. Uh, and so check them out. And again, thanks to Jeff and Kim for making their support happen here at the yard sign. Good group. We're going into the uh, first topic of the night, which is DeSantis pulling out a big win as uh, he had a little map fight uh, lined up for him, uh, and more so up in the northeastern part of uh, southern Georgia, or as we like to call it, Jacksonville. Um, and uh, it, it there had been a challenge by one of the state's Supreme Court justices uh, saying that it didn't meet the requirements. Uh, an appeal was filed. And again, this is where we forget you know, that uh, how great really an attorney Ron DeSantis was. He was a JAG officer, um, you know, uh, he, he's an Ivy League grad. I mean, which again, people tend to forget um, and uh, pulls out a win here on the appeal of uh, the congressional maps. And so it looks like he's going to get his way here in Florida once again. And uh, we're, I mean, really, I think codifying now florida as a i think at the at the end of this cycle i think we'll be able to codify the fact that republic florida is a republican state i think that's a that's a good point uh, as of about 42 minutes ago the there has been another filing against his uh, map and that has been brought up to this uh, appeals court yeah so it's no longer supreme court that it's it, that dictated okay so the win that he got last week was the the supreme court going with his map right and now what we're having is challenges from um, voter advocacy groups that are saying that they are challenging the maps that the supreme court is are about to codify so we're in that again i don't think this i don't think the appeals court is going to override override the supreme court of florida yeah. but we're going to see what happens but i agree with you i think when he gets this win this literally call this literally solidifies florida as a red state well the other thing too is that uh again i mean he wanted to do this and i and i genuinely believe that yes obviously were were there some political advantages that he was trying to work into the map overall of course um you know to to give republicans that at advantage absolutely um but the other thing that he did want to do is to kind of minimize which i think he accomplished very well in a lot of these crazy ridiculous uh, um districts that had you know that looked like spiders you know yeah. and they were just splintered <laughs> all over the state they were like they were absurd i mean it was just um and i think he did a great job of cleaning that up um and then again still accomplishing you know his role really as the republican governor to you know try to uh put us in the best position to win elections uh going forward uh, but at the same time make the maps uh equally representative and uh and so you know we'll we'll see how it continues to pan out but like you said uh, Nemo, i think the appeals court uh doesn't challenge him on this one i think we move forward hopefully i think jacksonville is upset that they're going to the democrats are extremely upset because this 
literally takes away one of their 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 D votes yeah. in in regards to I think District Three is what's what's going on there, and it, it'll be interesting to see how that plays out in the court system. But I would say most definitely the, the governor is going to win in this situation, and I, I agree with him in his positioning. Florida has well, multi- that's an, that's the part of the state that he knows yeah. best, and that's what we're that's talking, where he came from, and that's what we really want to talk about. Florida has multiple examples of minority majority districts that are electing minorities and majority, uh, and I'm going to say the word Caucasian um, districts electing minorities. And so you no longer have that situation where there's a flat example of how um, white Caucasian uh, majority districts are not voting for their minority counterparts. Like that, you can see that. Mm-hmm. You see it in Naples, you see it in Miami, you see a lot of it happening around the county, around the con- the state. And because of that, you can no longer, you can no longer argue the fact that you have to have minority majority uh, districts that doesn't make any sense as representation because right. you have that with other districts now representing that uh you know one of the things that you know we're we also been talking a lot scott has been in really um just to kind of tie it a little bit you know to what's happening locally is the the districts and how they fall here in hillsborough county um you know do you foresee the need um for some dramatic kind of line changes here given the growth of south southeastern hillsborough county we got a big county it's massive we got a big county um i mean all these you problem know, the areas. big question you know did we go from seven to nine commissioners yeah. and and i i think if they really wanted to split it up in seven you know you've got your at larges yeah do you need the the at larges as no i'm definitely in favor of I, not i don't believe you do you yeah. know um maybe you t- consider looking at the larges and splitting and really having seven districts yeah i mean i could see us going from three at large to two at large i could see that and breaking down south tampa because it needs to have its south uh, county into two separate counties into yeah. two separate seats like the the county honestly you can even say it from where um 75 is whatever is east and west of 75 those are two completely different south of i4 and east of uh, yeah yeah yeah, yeah. I can't. I can tell you right now. People yeah. of Apollo Beach don't have anything in rec in the same when it comes to Riverview. Those yeah. are just two completely different communities. Or even Waimama, obviously. Yeah, and Waimama, yeah. and that's in a whole other other conversation. Right. Like you have some of those rural parts that Waimama makes more sense with Plant City than it makes sense with Apollo Beach. Like yeah. that's, that's just that's just facts. Right. And so when you saw the district lines, and we talked about this at the log cabin meeting, where you you saw some districts like I don't understand how, um, I don't understand how what the the how on earth they were they were able to get away with splitting west chase into two that's insane yeah how is west chase in district one and in district two doesn't make any sense right that needs right to be at all, the line ball line exactly it, it makes no it sense. makes no sense and it so really does that kind of like purpose like they keep carol together yeah they keep north tampa together right. but they can't keep west chase together again there's enough room for everyone to be able to go around yeah. So, uh, well, again, congratulations to Governor DeSantis on on that. Um, uh, but again, all this really kind of leading up to the uh, Florida primary here. As uh, you know, it's funny because somebody brought to our attention in the Facebook group um, that uh, uh, they're like, "Oh, there's this Kevin Hazlett guy 
who is apparently running in CD13. And yeah, there is. He's an attorney. Apparently, he's been in the race since January. He's raised some money. Uh, don't know if he's raised a lot of money since then, but he opened up with a decent amount of money. Um, given an attorney, probably you know a lot of ties to the legal community. Um, but you know, we we we're looking at again what kind of a mess this is kind of created, you know, this redistricting, this go round, because we have people in races that they really shouldn't be. And, you know, at least, you know, it's just not the right fit. We've talked about that. We've talked about 15, 14 and 13 have officially solidified in our district. Yeah. Uh, 16 is a whole nother conversation. And yeah. that's just roll, roll 16. Um, 13 makes a lot of sense for a lot of people that are in there. I'm going to, Christine Quinn, I love you to death, but I don't think that's a race for you. Honestly, that's just there's too many people in, in District 13. And now there are too many people in District 15. Like, who was the last one that, that jumped in in 15? Um, Kelly Stargle. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Secretary of State. Yeah. My goodness. No, no, no that's no. Um, uh, Lee. Um, Janet Lee, I was, I was saying. Tom um, Lee's wife. Yeah. She has the same last name? I don't know about that. Yeah, she does. Okay. Anyways, so... <laughs> <laughs> That's gonna get me in trouble. Yeah. Um, so she jumped in. She jumps into that race. Come last week. Now it's a it's a horse race because now you have you have her and you have uh, Dennis Ross, who are now I would say considered the 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 top of that echelon when it comes to the those people that are in District 15 that know those individuals very well. They're very much in the community. Dennis Ross never really left that community. He's always been a part of it. And then you have Jackie Toledo, who is from South Tampa, who represented South Tampa moving up to the sticks. And you have Jay Collins that was saying that he was going to die and work and fight for District 14, now moving to 15. And I'm telling y'all, I, I just don't see it where this is going to end well for a lot of people. Because it's just it's too many people in that seat now, and it, I think you're going to see a split. Yeah. Of you can get all the money you want, you're not convincing anyone in Plant City if you haven't been to Plant City. By the way, now it's it's Laurel. It was Laurely. Laurely. Yeah. And so apologies sorry, uh, to so the former <laughs> to the former secretary, but she is going to be jumping in that race, which now makes it a four wide race. I mean, it's it's almost looking as ridiculous as CD thirteen. Um, you know, but you've got some heavy hitters. You've got Dennis Ross. You've got Kelly Stargill, uh, who again very powerful in in Polk in that County. District, yes. Um, that pulls a lot, and I wonder how much of it had to do with, you know, as we talked about the 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 district being split between Hillsborough County and Polk County mm -hmm. because. Because Dennis Ross, Kelly Stargill, very powerful in Polk County. Uh, but then on the Hillsborough County side, again, now we have uh, former Secretary of State Laurel Lee, uh, who uh, married to former state senator uh, Tom Lee. Very powerful couple there. Yes. Um, they're going to have no problem raising money. Um, and now you have Laurel going up against Jackie Toledo. Which again, not really the right district for her. Although no. she is a great fundraiser, she's a great fundraiser. It's going to be interesting to see if that's going to translate she's into a, that district. She's a great fundraiser, and she does great retail politics. I just I don't know how that translates up there to also, East County. To yeah. East County. Also, right. and we've had this conversation before. Polk County has pulled more in the last two cycles than Hillsborough. Mm -hmm. And so because of that conversation and because how weak Hillsborough County has become, you cannot guarantee that Hillsborough County is going to pull you out at the end. What I'm grateful for is the fact that despite how weak the county party is, uh, the fact that we have strong candidates. Correct. Uh, because we could be in a situation where we have neither. 
you know i mean you know we could have a weak party and weak candidates and and really you know just be giving up seats left and right um but somehow we continue and honestly i'll give credit to some of the consultants out there you know um you know because they do their fair share of going out there and looking for people that they think would make for great candidates and then also you know you know kudos to you know guys like our friend scott you know who uh, know the community have served the community and 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 see that calling you know the problem is is that every once in a while you also get people that jump in the race that have no business being in the race uh, because they don't know the political process they don't know the community they they want to do something you know which i mean god bless them you know um but they they don't really jump in really kind of knowing what what they're getting themselves into um but that race now going four wide, I mean, is is just is really interesting. There's one other gentleman in that race as well. I met him at the North Hillsborough County event. He was a pilot. I don't. I cannot remember his name. Anyway, I do know that his for uh, fifteen for fifteen. Okay. I I do know that his um his in, the individual that's helping him out in that race used to be the chair of polk county gotcha. when he came to the their rec so right. he does have some influence well you're gonna there. have i mean and no offense i mean look and, and obviously if you want to hit me up and 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 chew me out for you know <laughs> like just discounting you i mean hey i get it but let's be realistic yes, i mean guys. you know we've been through this long enough to understand that you've got your top tier and then you've got your second tier candidates every race has them i'm um, cd 13 i'm sure is far wider yeah, than yeah, the than the four or five that are out there right now there are some second tier candidates in there that don't have a chance uh, but they like seeing their name on the ballot and so they continue to uh you know consider themselves a candidate in a race that they have no chance but of we have whatsoever. all talked about this before that they are in the wrong they could probably get a county commission they could yeah. probably do city council there's a bunch of things that people should be running for and they think and again i'm not saying this is the reason why they're doing it but just they do they want we know candidates that are in races because they want their name on the ballot. Right. We it, we know people that are like that. Do I think they're all like that? No. But you are and, right. And we I are going the, to see the cream of the crop is going to rise, and we're going to have that right. issue. And I get the appeal of DC. I don't. I mean, in, in in general, it's like Hollywood, right? It's just like the thought of reaching that level of power and that being in those halls and being, you know, it it it's there's an allure there. I mean, again, it's not for everybody, but I mean, that's that's why these guys do it. But don't you take offense um, for people that, that candidates that think that they can go automatically to the to the Congress or to the oh, Senate yeah, without ever even being even recognizable to the general population? Mind you, I'd rather. <laughs> I'd rather take my six-figure paycheck here at home, yeah, and serve Hillsborough County, um, and and live in sunshine, you know, three hundred days of the year. I mean, I would rather love for than, someone that we know to run for city <laughs> county commission rather than that, rather than having to go into D.C. and put up with all that nonsense. Could you imagine Scott in D.C.? No, no, <laughs> <laughs> no. no. Scott, I, I thought you were using county commission as a as a stepping no, stone no. for. No. <laughs> I, it, the Hillsborough County is my home. The stepping stone out of his house. <laughs> Hillsborough ooh, County ooh, is my home. I've lived in District One my whole life, yeah. and that's where my my heart is. Well, and, and again, like and that's why you know when these guys say, "Oh, well, why well, I want to make a difference? I want to make an impact." This and that. You have more power, more leverage at the local level than you will so ever have. Much more power than you will ever have. And I mean, heck, even the president will tell you because every president says it once they left office that you actually have more power out of the office yes. than you do in the office. Yes, 
And I, I love having... I, when I was growing up, I knew my county commissioners, I knew my city council members, and you looked up to them because you really did see where people and the voice and the power came from. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, that is what touches you the first time. Those people in that group can levy taxes. I mean, we're seeing this again happen. Where did they touch you? I bring the bring the bring the HR bear, and I'll I'll have this conversation later. <laughs> Sorry, it was too easy. <laughs> it was a layup. I'll wow. give you it was a layup. You know what? Wow. This is the reason why we can't have oh, nice things. Man. We have a good audience running. It's plus yeah. there's a bunch of people watching, and then this happens. And you know what? I'm offended as the brown person on this dais. I have a problem with this. I'm very offended. No, you're not. No, not at all. All right, everybody. Thank you again for watching The Yard Sign, the most important and relevant podcast in politics. Johnny Torres and Ebel David Cabrera, Scott Levinson. Make sure you check him out. Vote ScottLevinson.com uh, and donate, donate, donate. Uh, please, every dollar helps. Did you mention donate? Uh, I'll try. Okay, I'll, I'll, thank I'll, you. I'll see if I can squeeze it. We have signs that say donate. Uh, thank you. <laughs> actually, I have one of your art signs uh, that I got at the uh, that cool event we had at the barbecue place, and I've been meaning to bring it in because what I want to do is I want to decorate that wall with with all the yard signs. If oh. you were really there for me, Johnny, you'd oh. totally tattoo it on your forehead. Whoa, whoa, whoa! whoa. <laughs> First of all, Jonathan is going to get buried with his family, so he's not uh -huh. getting a tattoo. And second of all. <laughs> You're going to cover oh, this there wall. There we go. So my wall, you're going to cover my wall with these things? Yes. We don't. We can't get rid of this, the, the, the picture behind me of Tampa. Why? Because we already picture. have a video of the city. I don't know. We'll see. Okay. Oh, wait, look at it. There's a city. Like, I don't have, I don't hey, have enough. I don't have enough We're yard not, signs for the wall yet. We're not doing that. Stop. Stop. All right. Stop touching yourself. <laughs> there you go with the skyline, buddy. Yeah. Yeah. Happy. By the way, again, uh, if regardless of whether you want to get involved with a candidate or a campaign, uh, every little bit helps. Uh, you know, if you can knock doors, make phone calls, uh, or maybe collect some checks, um, you know, uh, get involved, folks. And one of the ways you can do that is with our friends at Community Patriots. Uh, visit community-patriots.com. That's community-patriots.com. Getting better. Good. Um, and uh, they have meetings both in Hillsborough and Pinellas County. Uh, but uh, if you are outside of our Tampa Bay region, go Lightning. Um, be sure to reach out to them about starting your own chapter. Um, let's go into gas to the moon. We're already um, Where are you skipping around? Uh, what's that? We did the primary results. No, you didn't. Oh, that's because we, we started talking districts. about. Well, the, we were talking can about I the give, maps. Can, and can then I, we were give, my, can I give my results. quick review? Of so the let's results? let's talk about the results and where they're at. Okay. Ugh, let me get my oh, I, Jesus. for your non-boxing fans. I feel like Mills Lane right now. <laughs> I don't get it know, on. Between you two, can let's I have my get moment? it on. Can I have my moment? Just read the numbers. I'm waiting for the camera. You don't need to be like Vanna White about the whole thing. Oh, you have no idea. <laughs> Wait, where is it? There you go. Graphic and everything. Okay. This past week, uh, primary cycle <laughs> touched on a lot of different states coming on board. At the moment, we wanted to see what the percentage was in regards to win or loss in, in regards to Trump's endorsements. So as of last week, the win or loss is actually 96% winning on Trump's endorsements. Uh, there were a lot of uh, gubernatorial races. There are currently 16 that he has endorsed. There were four of those this last Tuesday, two and two. So he lost two and gained two. Uh, the other ones, when it came to the Senate, he has 18 um, endorsements. He won four of them and one of them dropped out. So of that, he, he swept his endorsements for the Senate. And in the House races, he's endorsed 111 candidates, 58 of them. 
um, won their seats, uh, won their primaries, with one of them being a loss and the other one dropping out. And we all know which one of those house races lost. Uh, Johnny, do you remember? No. Yes, you do. Madison Cawthorn. Ah, there we go. The young, yeah. bright, rising star is becoming. Hold on, rising is offensive. The man is in a wheelchair. Okay, <laughs> I was that is going highly offensive. To say that he had become our generation's Icarus and just flew way too close oh to God. the sun. But I have no idea how to save this one. <laughs> just, just, just digging with his hands. <laughs> oh man! No, I look, I'll say, say this. I don't I think he's done. He'll be back. Did no? I am offended. He'll be. Did back in some you, capacity. <laughs> Scott's speech is over here. It's safe. <laughs> it's, it's safe. Woo. The water's hot. The water's hot. I cannot believe you went there. It's a phrase. It's not a He's one of he's one of uh, Trump's losses, unfortunately. Only um, the only loss as of um, I no, think there was uh, no, Pennsylvania. No, no. no Pennsylvania. Oh wait, no, Oz no. is winning. No, 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 no. That's still in the a reason. Toss up. The That's reason still, why we're not it's there in a toss yet. Up. Right. Okay, so, so currently, so the reason why it's four wins in the Senate, one dropout, and no losses is because they're all still pending. Right, the, the other ones that are going. Yeah, Pennsylvania's there. in a toss-up, which was Doctor so Oz. As a, at the moment, Doctor Oz uh, is a thousand and uh, some over other a thousand over a thousand votes in his way. Yeah, uh, there are still Look, the Republicans would be stupid not to vote for Doctor Oz. He can so win, much he can win a general. So I mean, again, he's another one where people are like calling him a rhino and this and that because he's been in in liberal Hollywood. Well, guess what? So was Andrew Breitbart. So was okay? Trump. You know, it's like right, exactly. Oh, that's a whole nother conversation. Okay. <laughs> Because, you know, uh, Crystal and Sager actually did a, a, a great, like, just, like, piecemeal of, like, everything that Republicans have looked past, you know, in regards to oh, Donald everything. Trump. And look, I voted for the guy, but I still see him for what he is. Yeah. Okay. That being said, um, again, like, let's be flexible here. Like, let, we have to understand that, again, Pennsylvania is not Florida. Pennsylvania yeah. is not Texas. I mean, Republicans are not built the same uh, all across the country. Um, and, and you have to be flexible in some areas to win these big elections. So if you give me two seconds, I'll let you know what he lost by, but I think it's by less than Who, Oz? No, uh, Madison. Oh, yeah. So I think it was less than uh, a thousand votes. And again, at the end of the day, he did embarrass his district and his constituents. So I'm not surprised that they got so upset with him for what he did. But I mean, he's also under 30. Like, what is he, 25, 26? He lose by two feet. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, this show's oh. put me over but, the top. Guys. But <laughs> unfortunately, I think he does a huge disservice oh to God. young Republicans at large because again, he 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 really was a great embodiment of what a young Republican candidate yes. should have been up until the point where he started, you know, I don't know. trash. Yeah, I don't get it. I don't understand what what his deal was. I mean, he maybe thought, he just got wrapped up in all thought, the hype he and thought he was a very And again, he is in a very red district. But I heard that part of the part of the, what started rubbing people the wrong way is that he said he was going to switch districts and then he didn't. Really? Um, yeah, they because they had their redistricting, and he was going to switch districts. Decided not to, and then stayed in what was already a crowded field. Mm. Because again, that field got crowded because they all thought he was going to leave. 
again, the right thing for him to do was to have gone in just kind of, you know, because nobody was going to challenge him. He was one, two, four, six, eight, nine. He was one of nine candidates, my God, yeah. in that race. I can see exactly where, I mean, you look at it, there's easily enough votes that he could have he could have taken over, cannibalized, right. if there weren't so many people still in that race. And so, look, I think he'll be back. He'll be back in some capacity. I think he will be back as well. I don't, yeah. and again, I, I I know I, someone. He'll end up a, on Newsmax or something. Someone made a comment that he did a very, like, cryptic tweet, and I have, I'm not on Twitter, so I have no idea. What'd you call him? Cryptic. <laughs> oh my God, an evil. I did not call him that. I said it was a very, a very, dis, a very interesting tweet. <laughs> I don't know what other word to use he's too young he's you know he looks the part i mean he he has he has all the right pieces together he just needs to grow up this is where the disclaimer comes oh. in the comments made by the show host do not necessarily reflect oh. those of the candidate running for office there you go right yes okay yeah. You all right. Oh this my is god! Better than the. the you're just setting me up, Anibal. I mean, it's it's not my fault. Softball. I mean, this is better. Not even. It's like t-ball. He just puts it right there in front of me. I mean, what, what do I what do I have to do? I mean, it's my job. You just have to get up. <laughs> and they said the circus was over. Oh man. Uh, we are all but, members of the Republican Party. But see, all done our parts. Wrap it. The media wrap the media would have you believe that Trump's endorsements are toxic and that, you know, he's and they're not. you know and and yes, they are not. Um, you know, now what is interesting because actually we had it here on the TV right before the show started is what's going to happen in Georgia because Trump is not backing current governor Brian Kemp. Um, he's actually working quite hard against him and just before we got here there was a rally in georgia and guess who was uh headlining uh the the rally on stage uh supporting uh brian kemp pence mike pence mm -hmm. that's right vice president mike pence so that it's dynamic David, there is going to be um david purdue is running for governor right i think so Yes, he's yeah. running for governor, and their and their uh, primaries are. Because Purdue was in Congress, right? Wasn't their, he? their primaries are tomorrow. Yeah. So again, this rally had Pence on stage, you know, doing the the big rah rah for Brian Kemp. Meanwhile, Trump again. I mean, and, and this is where people start to kind of peel back the onions and see the true kind of politics of it all. You know, it's like you know, there's no love lost there. I mean, my, let let's 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 call it for what it is. Pence and Trump were not buddies. Not you know what I mean? Enough. Like, I don't think they ever were. I think they were. I think Pence thought he could move the needle when it comes to Trump, and Trump just didn't care. Well, Pence just gave Trump political credibility. Yes, but Pence is a good enough guy that he probably thought he could change Trump, which we all know in any relationship, you cannot change your partner. Yeah, no, that's a great point. I mean... <laughs> <laughs> Oh. I have found not saying anything in my is <laughs> just saying a lot. I will just. Uh... So now what? So how's Robin? Who do you got? She is wonderful. Wonderful. <laughs> she she's amazing. She's an amazing uh, woman. She she is. She's an amazing woman. All right. Absolutely. I can, I can hear another coach bag on its way. What do you? What, what, so who do you? Who do you have there? What do you think? Purdue. You think Purdue? Uh... So this is my thing. I, I think Kemp wins it. I. We'll have to agree with you because when it comes to he has incumbency. When it comes to the governorships, yeah. 
that's a very difficult uh, poll to figure out because it's more grassroots than anything else. You can cherry pick Senate, you can cherry pick uh, the House, but when it comes to when it comes to gubernatorial, I think it's a lot more grassroots than people could give it credit for. And I think Trump doesn't have his he doesn't have the pulse when it comes to the governorships yet. Yeah, he has it on the congressional and for the Senate, he doesn't have it for the governorship. So again, he he of the four that were decided last Tuesday, two were for him and, and two were against him that he lost. So right there, it's a fifty fifty swing that he has. Now again, his his endorsements in the Senate and in the House are spot on. Yeah, hundred percent for the Senate and like ninety. Seven percent for the house. That's crazy. But he's fifty fifty on the in the gubernatorial. So wow. we'll see what happens. Yeah. All right. Uh, thank you again, everybody, for watching. Don't forget, we do uh, have amazing numbers over at the audio version of our podcast. Must say something about our faces for radio. Um, you can subscribe there over at the Tech Overlords at Google, Apple, Spotify, Audible, Amazon, iHeartRadio, Odyssey, and Samsung podcast platforms. Or even you know, I'm sure there's some other ones we might have missed out there. Um, but uh, pick your favorite podcast platform and then search for the yard sign uh you can subscribe to us and please uh, if you have a moment just leave us a review um you know uh, good or bad i mean let's just I'd, I'd rather you leave a review than not leave a review at all uh because that absolutely does help us and is actually one of the reasons uh why we are currently rated uh, among one of the top 150 podcasts in the country jonathan so, torres i have an announcement to make oh excuse me yes uh announcement for red alert evening. do we need to bring red out alert. the red alert banner do you have a, a red alert no banner? we should totally get oh, one we should totally but we're doing this <gasps> oh, live i'm gonna i'm gonna work on that the uh lightning is up by one. Oh, thanks they scored yeah yeah it's good shit good times okay. good times <laughs> so uh we're this, doing asmr now is that what we're doing well i didn't i didn't realize we moved to the sports zone that's usually that's usually on sunday well we're, we're trying to get you to pipe in somehow I well mean, you like, know i Look, you two are doing a wonderful job. <laughs> oh, I have no you. idea what you're saying, but I am <laughs> all for it. Speaking of the sports, you gave us, and the I'm not going to, I'm not going to give you like, I'm not going to totally call you out, but you gave us a little nugget of of, of a prediction that unfortunately did not come true um, in, about who was going to replace Tom Brady before Tom Brady ah. decided to come back. You know, so obviously I still would not. You're still holding out on I that. I will not rule out him being part of this team. Really. Oh. Um, but again, that you got to give me a little bit because that was before Tom sure, Brady came back. But I would not rule yeah. that out. Okay. We're, we're doing a brief. Is this where I'm supposed to plug? 11 a.m. on Sunday. <laughs> Absolutely. Why 11 not? 11 a.m. on 8:60 a.m. and oh. 93.7 is the Sports Zone, where we talk about sports and we also mix in a little bit of how sports affects politics yeah. and politics affects sports, and it is much more than people realize. You guys, you know, given that, um, you know, of course, we just had the big race, the F1 race out of Miami. Do you guys cover that at all or no? You know, do you the, touch on the, F1? Look, I, I'm much better with Formula One mm -hmm. than I am. If you want to really get me into NASCAR, 
take a right turn every so often. Yeah, I agree. Um, That's why I love IndyCar, especially given that they have the the Grand Prix here in St. Petersburg is it's amazing. Phenomenal. It's and phenomenal. I'll tell you what, you can put in all the fake yacht rows in Miami you want. It still doesn't compare to the Grand Prix no, here in St. No. Petersburg. I didn't like it. I I was looking at the map and the pictures and everything. I'm like, I'm not crazy about this course. It in hurt Miami. your errors, didn't it? Yes, it just it caused too and many it, problems. And it's in the middle of nowhere. Well, not the middle of nowhere. Look, I'm from there, and I worked at that stadium for five years. Okay, it is literally in the middle of the county where there is no water there is nothing appealing about that area the only i mean you're lucky the, the only lucky thing that they have there is that the hard rock in hollywood is like 15 minutes away everything else around there is but that, but terrible then that, but then that tells you how far away from the center of miami really is. oh no it, it's, it's 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 so 30 far minutes away. it's 30 so far 40, and and if they were to figure out a way to incorporate that part of downtown Miami, why? That's what I don't understand. Why, I don't, why yeah. didn't they have it downtown? Now I get it. Now, I'm guessing that the people who own the stadium, because they've now brought in one of the major tennis tournaments to the mm. stadium as well, they pulled that out yeah. of Key Biscayne of all places. Yeah. You, I mean, you've also got to look, and, and this is probably <laughs> now we're, more now we're in the, a sports show. No, but it's more on the technical end. Is can they do it in the streets? Of yeah. Oh yeah. If That's they can, true. if they can do it in the mid, in the down, if they can do it in Monte Carlo, they can do it. Yeah. No, I'm saying. Well, Pete, are, yeah. I'm saying, yeah. is are they physically? Are those cars? Is the streets? Yes. Yeah. Are yes, they, they good can. enough? To, they can. Right. Yeah. No, because look, they were they were complaining that even the this is a brand new course, literally built for them, and they were saying they were complaining that it was they bumpy. You know that it wasn't right up That's, to up to par. Yeah. Well, thank you for joining our segment of the Sports Zone show here. Right. Thank yeah. you for the plug. Oh man! But uh, yeah, no, I'd, I'd actually love the fact that you do a sports show, and so I definitely encourage people to look up uh, the Sports Zone. And uh, you know, it's very community based too. Yeah, um, and uh, we love it, and and the guest and everything. It's. Uh, it's like this. It's community based. It's you know. I already told you. Once the World Cup people. comes around, I'm gonna I'm gonna jump on. Uh, I'm gonna come out and join. Even you. though soccer's a communist sport, you're welcome. <laughs> you can't. You have ties. Uh, what the hell is that? Yeah, I, I can't. I just I cannot. We have ties in hockey. Yeah, but you don't end the game with zero zero. Oh, That's true. completely possible in soccer. Yeah. <sighs> Are you okay now? No, I'm not. It all frustrates already. me to all given hell. Well, speaking of frustrating, how about those gas prices? <laughs> Hey, let's go ahead and move on to our next Good topic. Good thing. And thanks to Enable David Cabrera <laughs> and Scott Levinson for joining us. Gas to the moon. I'll tell you what, uh, I recently uh, switched my car over uh, to a Mini Cooper. Um, yep, not, yeah, foreseeing, not foreseeing what was coming. And man, regardless, I mean, today, today I put 60 bucks in a Mini Cooper. You're putting more gas than we are in ours. Well, I have to put premium in it. Oh. <laughs> Because it's you know it's it's well it's made by BMW, and so you got to put premium in it. Have you changed the now? Uh, I do get thirty miles a gallon. Have you changed the Union Jacks to an American flag? Not yet, but you know I what? but I found out that I could. I th I didn't think we I could. All knew you could. Well, I didn't know you could. I thought it was painted on there. It doesn't matter if it's painted on there or not. You still can change it. <laughs> Jesus, you're South American. You guys change yeah. everything when it comes to cars. So you're just as bad as Puerto Ricans. <laughs> At least I don't have it hanging from my windshield. Again, the comments of the host are not necessarily those of the candidate. <laughs> oh, gonna leave that one right there Jonathan Torres. <laughs> gas I will see you at church on Sunday. Guys, gas is uh, and the trickle down 
is amazing with the i am in the food industry uh on a food distributor and the amount of money that we are spending on fuel right now is people are asking why are food prices going up why is everything so expensive you've got to transport this mm-hmm. stuff it doesn't just fly on a magic carpet um and if we are looking at five to six dollar average gas prices what is that going to do to transporting all of the goods and services around this country well it's again it's all just piling on at this point because gas aside from the gas prices you know continually just multiplying essentially i mean so are food prices i mean as you know i mean it's it's all but he's saying that it's all correlated which is correct right if i if it costs me x amount to ship and then transport that that food to the restaurant someone's gonna have to pay for. if i'm paying two dollars a gallon for gas and i'm selling you roast beef at four dollars a pound yeah and now i'm paying five dollars a gallon for gas how can i sell you the roast beef Mm -hmm. for four dollars a pound eggs i look back eggs everyone but it's not even just gas related which was my point is we still are having our supply chain issues you are but a lot of that is because of the gas you think of a freight forwarder Mm -hmm. think of these ships these container ships coming across sea yeah diesel is out of bounds right now Mm -hmm. so if you are charging someone three thousand dollars to ship a 40-foot container but now your diesel is tripled you can't charge them three thousand dollars anymore can they afford to ship anymore Mm -hmm. or does the business just say bye-bye you have to be able to ship at an affordable price eggs i was selling 30 dozen eggs no one thinks eggs you know every restaurant in the world sells but that's where that's where you 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 feel it the least but it hits you the hardest it it, i was selling 30 dozen eggs two months ago for 38 dollars a case 30 dozen eggs today they are over 70 dollars oh my god okay how i know chicken has also gone off the roof it's i was selling boneless skinless chicken breast at two dollars and 19 cents yeah now to buy it wholesale five thousand pounds cost me three dollars and sixty cents wow and people are are saying there's price gouging there's this that what and oh look at the extreme money that's being made what people don't understand is like the say the fuel companies things like that when the pandemic was going on people built up inventories Mm -hmm. so right now where you're seeing these huge corporate earnings is because people had cheap inventory on hand yep two quarters from now I want you to look different world and you're going to see a different world where everyone's saying they're price gouging. It's not real. It's very real. And everything starts with fuel. Now they're going to say, well, if we were using electric, if everything goes electric, you still need fossil fuels to do what? Yeah. 
power to charge the electric. Right. Oh, no, we can do it with solar. Yeah. Mm. Okay. No, it's, and, and, and again, the reliability just isn't there. I mean, I, I still think they're at like a 30% reliability. Yeah. So we, we had this larger conversation in the past, and now um, Segar actually had it on, on Burning Point. Burning Point? Turning Point? What is it? Breaking Point. Breaking Point. Um, talking about the issue with we are just not there yet when it comes to the technology, when it comes to renew, renewables. The battery lives are not there. The solar is not there. The wind is yeah. not there. The fact that nuclear is not even on the table is a big problem. Again, so, why? So and, now, and, and, and hopefully maybe it'll take another President Trump. And it know, will. To, and so this is what I'm getting to. Uh, President Biden is in Japan right now. Hasn't made it to Ukraine yet, but he's in Japan at the moment. And what he said he's was still waiting on direction. Exactly. He's what he said in in Japan was so out of touch. I'm surprised not more people are talking about this. And he quotes he says this in regards to the high prices of oil, of gas. When it comes to gas prices, we're going through an incredible transformation that is taking place right now. God willing, when it's over, we will be stronger, and the world will be stronger and less reliant on fossil fuels when we when it gets over they are perfectly fine with high gas prices well because it feeds their agenda they're perfectly fine with they're perfectly fine allowing the lower and medium classes in this country to suffer yeah. because of this this right now has cost uh, americans in 2020 in 2021 4200 dollars already this year right. in gas prices yeah. that's your stimulus that was your stimulus yeah, right there right that you've paid in gas and that you're paying in rent and you're paying in food and you're paying in transportation and if you don't think people are going to be not are not going to be pissed in November when we get quarter two of mm -hmm. and we and we start entering into a recession, it's going to hit the fan in a way that I don't think Democrats understand that even if the Roe versus Wade thing wasn't an issue or became an issue, I don't think that matters yeah. because people are still going to vote based on their pocketbooks. Not, not only that, but you go and you buy a let's say a Ford one fifty. Okay, a gas Ford 150. Now they're coming out with the electric. And everyone wants to push to electric. That's great, but do you understand how much more that costs you than buying a gas engine? Well, and in, in, in not even that, I mean, the, the irony is, because I do, I want, I want the Cybertruck. Right? So do I. Like, I'm literally on the waiting list. Um, it... it the, the funny thing is, is that anyone who tries to fool themselves into thinking that it's an environmentally friendly alternative is, is literally fooling themselves. Um, now, what is ironic is that in Texas and even in some places in California, they're actually asking people to moderate their charging of their electric vehicles <laughs> because the grids can't handle it. And, you know, we're, we're, we're going to run into the same problem. We're yeah. running Where into the same problem. Where do we dispose the batteries? Oh, it's a messy. It's oh, a, that's going to be a whole nother messy. But well, again, but that's, so that's, that's the fallacy. The that's my That's point. the fallacy even with the wind turbines. I mean, again, you know, they talk about the, the you know, that they have to change these wind, you know, the, 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 the blades out every so often. Um, and, and the disposal of that, there's no easy way to dispose of that. So what are they doing? They're literally digging holes in the ground and sticking them underground. No, the reason why it was that we haven't built a oil refinery plant to create um, gasoline since like the 60s and the reason why we're not creating we're not building them is because we don't want to be charged with the environmental uh, protection acts against it right and so when one of the biggest in the country burnt down in i think the northeast in like two years ago two three years ago they haven't rebuilt it and the reason why is because they feel that it's more economic it's for them it looks better if we refine that oil, that oil in mexico or in canada or some other country and yeah. then bring it here right and that's causing a huge issue because 
um, for you to have oil delivered to the United States, it has to be transported on an American uh, vessel, right. which is a bigger issue than everyone's but, realizing. You know, we talk about common sense and we or our governments have an is a problem with making everything seem so difficult. Me, I, I look at what's simple. If you have a pipeline with oil flowing through it, oil goes from Canada down to the Gulf Coast yeah. to be taken care and of. And that was the environmentally friendly okay. solution. <laughs> but, which no, they hate. but no, they don't buy that because that's going to lead to pollution. It could lead to... So what we have done now is we are going to load this oil up on trains mm -hmm. and tankers, right? and we are going to drive it. What are we using? Gas. Right. What are we transmitting? More of More what they emissions. are yep. claiming that they are trying to prevent. Yeah. So everyone says. But that's, that's why they're, and sorry to cut you off, but that's, again, this is all part of their agenda. They don't care. Correct. They don't want to solve this problem. No. no. They don't want to reduce gas no. prices because they want to force people out there. Again, we see people doing it here at the city level. They want people to go out there and ride their stupid bikes to work. And guess what? It's Florida. Nobody wants no, to ride a bike it's in so 100 degrees. It's so frustrating talking to people from the city and trying to get them to understand that people don't care. People don't care. I got into a huge argument with someone in the city because they're, I made a comment about the beautification and, and ridership equality, whatever, of Florida, of, no, of MLK from Nebraska to Armenia. And I told them it doesn't make sense for you to reduce from two lanes going each direction to one lane when the majority of that is nothing but businesses. It's not residential. There's no residential when it comes to everything past the bridge going towards the stadium. Right. And you would have thought I would have kicked her baby in the face. That's how upset she was. And I was like, why are you yelling at me? I'm telling you, I drive this every single day. And if you're, if you're really out of adamant about pedestrians, you don't do that going east and west. You might do that going north and south in one of the neighborhoods, not in one of the vital arteries of black and brown people trying to get into uh, the medical district of, of, um, of Tampa. Yeah. And, and again, explain, we're looking at the, and we're talking about gas prices right yep. now, but we've got gas prices going up. We've got food costs going up. We've got everything going up. Mm -hmm. Inflation's going up. Remember though, when they give you that 8.5% inflation, they're not including what in that? Yep. Yeah. Fuel, Fuel right. and housing. And housing. Yeah. Somebody said I think it's closer to 30%. Well, no, it's I, I think it's in the high teens. Yeah, me too. But this is an Argentina. Well, averaged out. This I mean, is an Argentina. Calm right. down. But, <laughs> they, but they don't include that. But so locally here, we're, we're looking at gas prices. Housing is off the charts. There we're at about 25%. All right. Yeah. We're looking at food costs. We're looking at the staples, mm -hmm. everyday things going through the roof. So what do the intelligent leadership right now being to the left in Hillsborough County do? Everything's going up. So what we really want to do is reward you all and put more taxes. More taxes. Right. So we're going to put a millage on schools. By mm -hmm. the way, people, millage is another word for tax. Thank you. Right. So 
they also snuck in that gas five cents. Mm -hmm. So our infinite wisdom. Well, and then they wonder why the state legislature is coming in and overstepping their boundaries and, and preventing them from doing that. It was like, well, if you guys were actually fiduciary, you know, in your roles, you know, into protecting the taxpayer, then maybe there wouldn't be a need for the gov for the state legislature to kind of overstep their role and tell you when you can and can't raise taxes. Yes. Who, who really intelligent? And we all, you know, you go to your corners, come out fighting, all that, but intelligently thinking. Is now, or may there ever be, but right now, and it's only going to get worse, it, is now really a time to put new taxes out there? Right. We can't afford what we have, folks. Yeah. And, and Well, but again, they, have, they all have their pet projects that they want to fund. Bingo. You know what? They want to give their $25 million to the Strath Center. They want to give their other millions of dollars, you know, to the Tampa Museum of Art. You know, they want to, for all this stuff that does But on we the only gave side, 600000 to senior services. Yeah. Mm. No, explain that. Right. Such, and on the school side. Explain they, that. And on the school side, they want new football fields. They want AstroTurf for all the kids to play on. They want um, Teslas you know, for kids to practice driving. Yeah. I mean, these things. Mm -hmm. But again, we're about to enter a part of the country. Uh, in this country's history, where a gas of gallon will be more expensive than an hour of minimum wage. Or a gallon of gas. Either one. Yes. It's becoming absolutely <laughs> ridiculous. <laughs> and so now you're having the situation that people are getting paid hourly, and their hourly does not even cover gasoline. Right. And that's becoming a huge problem. And in parts of California, it's it's definitely about to happen this summer. Mm -hmm. But instead, so then where do you think the argument's going to be? Yeah, my mom. You think the my argue, mom but do you think the argument's going to be us trying to figure out a way to reduce the cost of gas my mom travels us having no, to increase look, a minimum wage the That's perfect the example is my mom travels yeah, how's that $15 doing oh my god no look this is the this is this is a very real example my mom travels from Ruskin um uh in, in which is uh yeah it's from Ruskin to Bush Gardens okay she works part time at Bush Gardens um she is making i think just short of $11 an hour okay so that means that literally, more than likely, she's at least wasting one is gallon. Is she making any money? Right. She's she's the first hour is is just to it's, pay on the gas. Pay gas. No, we have someone in the comment section, Devon, who moved out to Kissimmee because it was cheaper housing, but works in and works at the airport is now having. That's a huge commute. Yeah. That's. Are you still are you still commuting, Devon, from from TSA or? Uh, the Tampa or Orlando. I don't know which airport he was working at now, but that's a huge commute. And Florida yeah. is really much a, a city, a state that you need a vehicle. The South, you need a vehicle. Yeah. And all these liberals that are thinking that we should start building trains and start building mass transit. No one is going to use mass transit in July. No one is going to use mass transit. No, the bike and the bike lanes are ridiculous. How, what are I you mean, gonna, they really are. What, you're, Look, just no widen, can, just widen them and let them use the sidewalks. Yes, you know what I mean. It's just, I mean, seriously, because honestly, they're safer on the sidewalk, um, and at least the sidewalks are being used. Because what's also not being used is the sidewalk itself. Because again, you have very few people actually walking out there in hundred degree heat. You know. All right. Well. Uh, we'll continue to update you on uh, gas prices again, but uh, no uh, relief in sight, unfortunately, as uh, the Biden administration, again, not really making much of an effort to uh, correct the problem no there. No effort.
Yeah. By the way, I think they called that goal back. I know. I just saw that. Yeah. So still 0-0 in the second uh, period here at the, as the uh, Tampa Bay Lightning look to sweep the Florida Panthers. Um, we just need to take them out of our min- out of their misery. It's it's over. <laughs> it is over. It's it's just we're done. I asked, uh, I, I texted uh, my best friend who's, who lives, I mean, maybe like 15, 10, 15 minutes from where the Florida Panthers play. And I said, okay, so um, so where do I, what federal report do I have to file to, um, you know, to, to stop the Tampa Bay Lightning from killing all these Florida Panthers? Something like that. You're so stupid. Yeah, that's, uh, that's we're not great. laughing because it's funny. We're yeah, laughing because you're stupid. Oh. I know it's cheesy. I get. It. I know, so we agree on something, Mr. Yes. Producer. Oh, you think he's funny? <laughs> that's right. You're in a relationship with him. You have to say things like that. It's fine. I don't think Jonathan is as funny as you think he is. I'm hilarious. I don't know what you're talking From about. From what? All right, our final topic of the night. You always talk about how clever my topics are. If one, because someone has to pop you up. Well, and you're not the clever one. Please. <laughs> All right. Actually, here, let me say, speaking of uh, raising prices, I got a little Portillo stock, so I'm going to give him a little plug there. Oh, um, you're a shareholder? I am. What, what do you And eat? it's so cheap right now because, of course, because of food prices, um, their stock is like at $18 a share. <laughs> Um, you know, what what do you eat? Their there? IPO was like a thirty, I think. What do you eat there? Um, I got the beef, sir, the Italian beef uh, sandwich. Okay, yeah. What no. you pay for it? Oh gosh, way too much, probably. No, it was um, well, I think the whole meal for three people came out to what, like almost forty bucks. Ugh. I wish thirty two. I wish my meal today would have been forty bucks. Yeah. I had uh, tempanos. No, we, just just opened. You going to Timpanos? I mean, just opened thirty eight dollars for um, pork. pork oh, the pork's ridiculous. The <sighs> if you go to Brick House that has like these mega pork chop deals, yeah. it's like twenty four dollars. And I would probably have. More. And that's supposed to be like a casual restaurant. Brick House and Plants sit on downtown. Dale Mabry. Oh, I thought you were talking the one in downtown. No, Williams, not the yeah. bricks. No, not the bricks. No, but like no, that's it's called it's, Brick House and Plants. But the one, in, oh, Plants, but the one yeah. off of Dale Mabry is a that's a, a good portion of a oh, pork yeah. chop. When it came to Tampano, it was not. I was, we were very disappointed. Well, it's, but it's also a high end restaurant. It is, but again, I'm using very no, no. enjoy. Where I've noticed is, is because I eat a ton of chicken wings, and the chicken wing uh, prices have gotten chicken ridiculous. Are, not at Publix. Publix is, hasn't. Uh, increase their prices yet at the restaurants I mean. oh yeah that's different yeah so i mean it, it's it's nuts i mean it's it's gotten really crazy out there um yeah stop talking about food we're losing our audience i know all right so let's go ahead and wrap up uh tonight's show with our final topic here as uh, we bring it in for a close and continue to illuminate you with all of biden's disasters uh the baby formula being one of them as again our country uh is now struggling i mean you would literally think that um we have moved to um you know venezuela or cuba or something like that uh because it, it's no longer uh just a, a punchline to call him bare shelves biden you know when you know we see that there's uh literally empty shelves in our supermarkets you know with some of the most essential uh things that we need to eat um and especially our you know, children and, uh, and being that a lot of children depend on baby formula. Um, we've now find ourselves in a national crisis and, uh, we are now learning 
that the FDA, you know, could have seen this, saw this coming months ago. February. Um, still, regardless, without any form of of uh, of a solution, shut down this plant, which again uh, also leads to our need for more competition um, in the space. And um, but it, that's a whole nother conversation. Um, and and then you know they tried to pass through this bill, which was you know again the typical Democrat solution. To everything is throw money at it and try to fix it um the money did absolutely nothing to actually fix the crisis um but now magically planes are showing up all over the country with pallets full of baby formula yeah so this all happened in in november in november the nutritionist company which controls 48 percent of the formula market in the united states voluntarily recalled some of its most popular brands after four babies were hospitalized with bacterial infections at least two of those at least two of those babies died, sadly. Although the company said this month that there was no evidence its formula caused any known infection from illness of the children. Um, at the, so there's a, a huge article talking about how there are now um, big military planes delivering um, baby formula out of Europe, from Europe to the United States. And it's, it's absolutely funny. So half a million eight-ounce bottles of, um, of baby formula has been... Um, delivered to the well, United and that's States. the most ridiculous thing is, is that they were the saying that oh well that part of the holdup was the fact that the FDA had to sign off uh, on you know the the import of yeah. this baby formula coming in from Europe as if their food standards weren't equal or better than ours they are much better than ours and I will also say the reason what we're talking about are, are the formulas for allergic um, that have the allergic reactions to normal formula. Yeah, that's what we're. There having. is so much of our food that we that we consume here in the United States that is at, practically illegal <laughs> in Europe. <laughs> Just I the mean, sugar content alone. Kicks Mountain us out Dew of in some countries is is actually illegal. Well, like they do not sell it. Have you drank Mountain Dew lately? It's yeah, all the time. I, I do when I go to Hooters. That's my drink. I've ne- okay. That's not <laughs> what I know. It's terrible. Anyways, Nestle, which produces two of the formula brands that were part of the shipments, said that because they were they were designed they are designed for children with allergies, uh, they would be available through hospitals, home care companies, and small quantities of portion online availability. So again, I think it's not the general population of uh, baby formula that we're that we're running out of. It is the specialized allergenic. I'm not saying that correctly whatsoever. Allergenic. Um, yeah. So that's what we're having problems with. Yeah. So those uh, those children that were probably already going to be struggling in the rest of their lives because they can't have gluten. Well, and, and there's a lot of, you know, again, kids that, you know, now, you know, for whatever reason, you know, can't have milk and, you know, and, and, yeah. and even baby formula, it's like got to be like a certain kind and that sort of thing, you know, and, and, you know, we went through it with my daughter and, you know, we, we had to change because she liked, you know, her body agreed with certain yeah. kinds and didn't agree well, with certain kinds. I get all that, you know, but again, you know, the, uh, this administration can't seem to you know, re- to actually solve any kind of problem. Oh, no. Well, the next and just a uh, guy that's been around the food industry for a few years, yeah. the next thing you're going to see how this can happen again here, there's going to be a shortage of distilled water mm-hmm. and glucose. Oh, wow. Now, when you put those two together, that Soda. is... Not only that, but a lot of your IVs mm-hmm. have what okay. in them? Yeah. Distilled water. And? 
this. Yep. And 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 honestly, for uh, rehydration. I mean, imagine. I mean, honestly, imagine. I think if uh, for a minute, I think if we did have Trump for a second for a second term, uh, I mean, you know, because one of the major foundation key foundational components of his administration and his campaign was to bring a lot of this manufacturing back to the United States. You know, and now look, I mean, I'll call it out for what it is. I mean, I'm a capitalist at the end of the day, I'm a, you know, but again, with, there has to be a balance to everything. And I'm not going to, and when you have a, 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 a multinational global conglomerate like Nestle, okay. That again, you should, we should not have a baby formula shortage because you shut down one plant but also, in the middle of Texas. And so people are going to ask, what could the president, what could the administration have done in February that would have not caused this issue to happen now? Well, I don't think the government has control of how many formula bottles are being created. I do know that when you see something coming down the, the road, you get on that bully pulpit and you start yelling at people, letting them know, look, you need to fix this problem now before it well, becomes an issue. And who has that power? The White House has that power to be able to figure that out and yell at people. Because we've known about this coming down the pike. Right. We've been hearing about this for months now. They, plant, they ignored it for none. That yes. plant, it, granted, they did a, a self-recall, which happens a lot in the food industry, especially yep. in the meat side of it. But after the recall and they did the testing, yes, they did find bacteria in the plant, but not at the formula, no but not time was the bacteria ever or the, the formula. formula itself ever exposed to the bacteria. They knew that long well, ago. Well, that's why they continued to let them operate. You but, know, as long as they but did. they closed the but plant, they closed and they the plant. It. right? But the, but again, that's the thing. It, it's you know the problem is they kept letting them kick the can down the road, you know, and then they went and shut them down without having a backup plan to this whole thing. And again, this this is why we need to continue to push for competition, you know, in every space. I mean, again, you know, the, thankfully, you know, you've got companies that are stepping up, you know, when it comes to you know making microchips. So another you know, when. You, when, yes. You know, when you got, um, you know, again, it, 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 I think what America needs to do to survive the next hundred years is to bring back all types of manufacturing to the company, to the country, to where we are self sufficient. You know, which, and, is, which and, is starting to happen, which is starting. But to happen. oh my God, be careful! You might be called a national. Oh yeah. You might, you know, that that might be a little nationalistic. Right. But it's just another, exa- you know, the, the Biden Because all this stuff's only going to get worse. The Biden administration yes. saw this problem coming with the baby formula. They yeah. saw it with the baby. So is this just another example of the Biden administration? The left just don't like babies. <laughs> right. Well, we've always known that. We've well, and then, they, that. and then the the part that, that, that ticks me off the worst was that they went and, and passed not only um, a bill, you know, this FDA bill that was supposed to help resolve it this crisis, nothing. which it, it did nothing, nothing for. And then they went and tried to pass the other, the the, the, the gas price gouging bill, which again, most states already have regulations Correct. against price Correct. gouging, you know, really to just create fodder for the midterm elections. But you're doing nothing. You're doing no, absolutely nothing. No, people saw it for what it was. So again, uh, in another step to address the, actu- the uh, actual shortage, the FB- FDA announced this last week that it would relax some of its regulations to encourage new suppliers to 
provide the formula. The United States normally produces about 98% of the formula it consumes, with imports coming primarily from Mexico, Ireland, and the Netherlands. Again, this is a problem that could have been resolved months ago when you realized this was happening. And we're going to see this. We knew that this was going to happen with multiple uh, items and and um, consumer goods that are flowing through the system. Some of them are, are literally uh, this administration's made problems when it comes to gasoline and other forms of uh, energy. And then these are self-imposed damages when it comes to when we, when it came to the chicken wings and when it came, when it comes to other staple products that Americans are used to, yeah. and they're not used to not having it on the, on the shelves. And, and that this goes back Americans off. This goes back also to the big question mark that again, you know, most people like to chalk it up as a conspiracy theory, but again, why is Bill Gates going around the country, buying up farmland? Um, you know, and, and again, so far he seems to be batting a thousand when it comes to, you know, viruses getting out, you know, and how it, all that's being handled, you know? And so the fact that he's going out there and buying up all these, all this, all this farmland and look, it's, it's no secret. We're going to, there's going to be a lot of shortages. There's going to be yes. water shortages. There's going to be food shortages. I mean, we're seeing it already. Wheat. Um, and so we need to become self-sufficient as a country. It used to be, I mean, all this started because, okay, we were, you know, powerful and we, you know, we had all the resources and everything and it was a way to help build up other countries. But I think we're past that. <laughs> That's very simplified in the conversation. Of course it is. The point of globalization was for us to be able to fight back the communism. That's what globalization was for. We used our money to buy Which off accomplished other countries. nothing. It did accomplish. It, it accomplished the fall of the, of the Soviet Union. What are you talking about? It accomplished nothing. And where are we with the Soviet Union? There is no Soviet Union, Jonathan. Okay, but what is Russia if not a communist country? Now it's a paper tiger because Ukraine is kicking their asses. Okay, but it's still Sorry, a what, what what did what did uh, what good did it do to again open trade relations with China and the do Nixon do. administration? We're not talking about what Nixon did. But look at the way it's affecting us now. You've created this this what communist powerhouse. What is it affecting? What do you mean what is it affecting? What is China everything? What is China doing to affect your life at the moment? All the microchip shortages, the, the increase it's not in China's in, problem. It's 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 America's problem. It's America's problem because of we rely on is. Taiwan. As but also on food, a lot of the food, the shortages that are were happening are, are because of what's happening. We, with not because slow, of China. We're slow to react. Though. Like for instance, right now, China is buying up hundreds of thousands of acres of farmland in the United States and right companies. Now. And companies. So let's say they do this. So did Japan in the 80s. But but follow me. Japan was still more dependent on us than China. China is more that. dependent on us. They're dependent on selling us product. But here's my... Yes. But follow me, Enable. If they take up this farmland and just say, we're not going to do anything with it. We're just going to let it sit. Right. What happens to the crops? What happens to the usage of that farmland? You now become even more dependent on outside sources. So to say they're not a threat. They're not a threat. That, I think that is absolutely naive. They're not a threat. And the reason they, why. I, the they reason are why a I'm, huge. They are a the critical part I'm of the even, supply chain the shortages. Why I'm even more. Globally. Yes, because half of their country is now in lockdown because of their ridiculous COVID situation. Okay, so how is that not affecting us? Because what we needed to do and what Trump did, started the ball rolling, was de 
globalizing the United States. And what does that mean? We need to decouple from China. This is something if company and many companies right, saw but this, we're not many and that's how it's affecting many them. companies saw this coming down the pike and already started to move their manufacturing outside of China out of the I think it was like the, the China Chamber of Commerce. I think there's about I think 30,000 40,000 companies half of them have already moved their industrial base out of China. But it takes right time. Now. It takes time for this stuff to be to us. But it to is affecting us. But it takes time. We you are got, you have right car direction. manufacturers that literally can't build cars because the microchips that they it, get from China won't get here. Doesn't. Because we had a time situation where we were not needing any microchips and then the economy came back and now everyone wanted a car last but, year and that caused a shortage. We're having that the ripple COVID. Of, that's having a ripple Correct. effect in comes when it comes but to the supply chain. But it is affecting us. But it's so, not China the reason why. The it's because reason of China. No, it's because of supply and demand. But oh the reason we have a problem here in this country with you say it takes time the fact of the matter is it doesn't take so much time what takes time is the red tape and the restrictions that our government yes puts up for instance when i i'm running a hamburger manufacturing plant just to get a label approved by the fda took six to eight months why is that Here, china's problem here's or is the, that the united states government's problem that's the united states government's problem the government is becoming so yeah, overbearing that's causing saying, issues. Though. Yeah, but you're they're, missing what he's saying because of problems. our restrictions and regulations. It takes so long domestically to get it done, which it shouldn't. We have become dependent on outside sources. Scott's point is that it's easier to bring in stuff from other countries than it is to and make it, it here, here in our own country. And it's absolutely true. I don't disagree it's with just that. Just like I the adoption disagree. process. I don't disagree with that point. You're better off going to some third world country to get a kid than it is to adopt one here in the United States. I don't disagree. I have friends that just adopted a child. It took them nine months that's and that was not, a short term. That's not true. That was very short term for them to get the kid. That's it took not them true. nine months. What's not true? He doesn't have friends. <laughs> That's not true. Anyways, at the end of the day, I don't think Russia in its current form will be here in the next year, nor do I think China will be the same country as so by the end of the So what do you think? Wait, wait, wait. What, Scott, so, I, don't, I don't know about you, Scott, but I did not have a Nebel defending communism on my I'm not defending here. communism. I'm saying that their communist <laughs> systems will fall apart with inside the decade. I'm so not the, supporting the communism. Okay, because, your middle name stands for because they haven't been communist for the last 50, 60 years. What I'm saying is that their communism. Over their the next system, 10 years, something's going to change? Yes, their demographics Please. will fall apart. Their economy will fall now, apart. And the fact that they won't even be able to fight, deal with the military issues will fall apart. They will literally fall apart the same way. They'll just have a weak happens. military. That's all. What happens to a communist country when it has a weak military? They invade Ukraine. Look at Venezuela. <laughs> yeah, look at Venezuela. They have a weak military. They have n virtually no military. No, you and know why? You know where all the money goes to when it comes to the security of Venezuela is internally. Their okay. internal security is what care what they care about. Okay, but but exactly. again, they're not externally powerful, and and so and and so they that but, shows them the but weakness. They say, but they have China and Russia that are trying to show exterior force. Yes, and they cannot do that. But anymore. Venezuela is going to continue to be a communist country, yes. even though they have no external uh, superiority. I agree, and I'm okay with what what Venezuela yeah, wants to do. Yeah, but you're saying that with, that a country without a, without a strong military uh, a won't survive. A communist country that is trying to be an external force will not survive with the weight that it's building upon itself it happened with the ussr it will happen with china and it will happen with russia i i don't see that happening okay they'll, they'll they won't be a military force but that doesn't mean that their their communist ways are just going to disappear uh, what ha okay 
they're not all of a sudden going to become a democracy and just give up. Oh, I guess we Russia. Russia, really, tr- Russia tried to be a democracy and then it rearmed itself. Guys, we left more military forces and military countries can that can happen over. Not we left more military goods at Bagram mm-hmm. Air Force Base than most countries have. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you know. But again, to his point, just because you have a strong military or a weak military dictates whether or not you have when communism. You're trying, no, doesn't I did hold not, any I did kind not, of water. I did not say that. You did say I that. I did not. That's not the verbiage that I use. What I'm saying is, <laughs> we're seeing the examples of Russia and China right now trying to show force externally. Look at how weak North Korea is in every sense of the word, and they and 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 their communist way seems to be doing just fine. Yeah, their nuclear their nuclear program has nothing to do with the fact that the we nuclear program's a joke. They still have it. And, and do what with it? What are they going to do? Blow themselves up? Because they, they, make sure they can't even get they a make, missile outside of their own territory. They don't need to get out of their territory. They just need to hit Seoul. That's all that matters when it comes to North Korea. All right. Regardless, communism not going away anytime soon. I'll tell you that. The governments of China and Russia will go away soon. <laughs> all right. Well, we'll uh, someone footnote that. Please. Yeah. Let's see. I'm okay what was with it? That. 9.08. On, well, uh, is this in our lifetime? Yes. It completely within inside the de- what's inside no this way. decade. China will not be the same way. Nope. All right. Xi Jinping is going to be a dictator until he dies. Yeah. We'll see how soon that happens. <laughs> Anyways, on that note, everybody, on that joyous note. And Monkey look, box. The only thing pissing me <laughs> off more than an evil right now is the fact that there have been two goals called back on the Tampa Bay Lightning. Uh, the referees um, obviously trying to make this into a seven-game series. Um, they're still in the second period. They're at the end of the second that would period. Be the that would be the advertisers. That's the advertisers. Won in game five. Yeah. They won right. game five. No kidding. All right. So, um, so we no, all agreed on that one. Yeah. No result yet, uh, but go Lightning. Um, and uh, my prediction is we will have a third in dynastical uh, Stanley Cup uh, here in Tampa Bay. Good uh, so I'm getting ready that, for that. That was, that that was you like that? I, Good. That was yeah, excellent. I'm very happy. I'll pull that one up for Scrabble next time. Very proud. That that was <laughs> excellent. That would be a double word score. Yeah, I think so. You know, even, you even a broken clock is right twice a day. It's good. It's good. <laughs> you just say that because I like saying that. I say that all no, the time. No, you don't. Oh, yes, my God. I do. Anyways, before I shut oh off this God. microphone, that was Enable David Cabrera. Scott session. Levinson, please visit votescottlevinson.com. Donate, 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 uh, as he's in the race for Hillsborough County Commission District 1. And no, the one more thing is the game isn't over yet, and I want to go watch the third period. So on that note, thank you for watching, everybody. We'll see you back here next Monday night, 7 o'clock, on your favorite social media platforms. And don't forget to subscribe to the audio version of our podcast, wherever podcasts are sold. at the tech overlords at google apple spotify audible amazon iHeartRadio, radio odyssey and samsung podcast platforms uh, on that note thank you so much to uh, everybody listening watching whenever wherever you may be doing so good night from tampa bah, 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 bah.